The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Passion Trouble Tuesdays, where I spend the whole hour answering some of your questions and taking some of your texts and your comments and your gripes and your whatever, whatever you want to talk about tonight, you are free to do so. 514-800 to text in. If you want to call me, you could do that at 514-790-0800. Or you can choose to email me your questions to laurie at drlaurie.com. Last night we had such an interesting discussion about male sexuality, or male infidelity rather, um, with um, sociologist Alicia Walker, who did a study from getting her subjects from Ashley Madison, which is that big online cheating website where people meet other people to cheat so they are all married people generally who are on that website and um, it was really quite eye-opening to see and the thing that struck me the most is that the majority of the men who were cheating were not doing it for the sex but were doing it for the um, some of the the intimacy they were outsourcing I, I like the way she said it though outsourcing for the stuff they were not uh, getting at home. So whether you agree with it or not, you know, again, this is what her study showed. And, and of course, if you want to go in depth, she wrote an entire book on it. So, uh, I think it's, uh, it's worth reading if you're interested in this subject, but lots of texts came in that I didn't get a chance to read that I wanted to share now so that we can continue the discussion. Even if there's things that you want to say, uh, that we could talk about it like this one, let's not BS each other. Men start with sexual fulfillment and as the affair progresses, an emotional bond created. It's someone they can talk to without being judged, vent, sex, and say things he, they would never say to the wife. Nonetheless, cheaters are untrustworthy. No honor or care about how their wives may feel if they get caught. I think you're right to some degree that often people who have affairs are not thinking ahead and thinking if they get caught. Often people think they're not going to get caught, that they uh, are being careful, but more often, I don't know if it's more often than not, but certainly in my office, I get to see couples where it has been discovered. And what I have found out is that women are super sleuths. They are good that when they pick up a scent, in other words, they get a feeling something is off. They look and they look and they look and oftentimes they find. Uh, so women are, seem to be far better at doing that. Uh, and women seem to be better at hiding their affairs. I don't know if that's just a general statement, but certainly I've seen the research on that, um, as, as well. I'm sorry, there's no justification for being unfaithful, no honor in thinking only of themselves. Be a man. Tell your wife you want to look outside and why. Can't do it. You are not only a cheater, you are also a coward. I never did or ever will cheat. 
Uh, society has trained to be better than men at keeping their sexual, uh, has trained women to be better than men keep at keeping their sexual exploits a secret. Men are trained to boast about it. That's not how women, that's not how their female partners discover it though, from their boasting. Usually what I have found is they, uh, they find little clues here and there. And oftentimes it's either through the phone or emails or phone, um, you know, some unknown numbers on, on their phone bills or, 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 uh, purchases made or hotels or things like that. And is it mostly unprotected with the mistress? This person asks, I, you know, that would have been an interesting question. I'm not even sure that that's a question that was asked in, in the study. I can tell you that on a number of occasions, some of my, uh, like clients that I've had where cheating had occurred, it has been discovered because the wife developed uh, an infection, went to the gynecologist, the gynecologist then uh, had some tests done and said, this is a sexually transmitted infection. And the person was like, well, I've never had sex with anybody else but my husband. And then discovered that it was in fact the husband that gave it to the wife because they had unprotected sex with someone else. So it does happen. I don't know if it's uh, a common all I can say is just wait till it doesn't work as well or you're not as horny and you're good with just one person and that person wants nothing to do with you. And those are sad situations in relationships when it gets to a point where maybe sex is not the priority, but you still want closeness with your partner and your partner is rejecting of you. So that's something that should be addressed in couple therapy as, and and look at, okay, why is this couple still together? What is keeping them uh, together and how can we find a way to uh, rebuild? First of all, you have to find out, uh, is there still love there? And then work on rebuilding that level, um, that level, right, of, of intimacy back. Um, who do you cheat with? Women. Yes, it's the women cheating too. And actually we came up uh, when we talked about statistically, there was a time when it, men far outnumbered the uh, far outnumbered female cheaters, but in this day and age, they're almost 50, 50 in terms of the cheaters. Now, especially when you go on Ashley Madison, of course, that's usually it's the the straight uh, people, let's say uh, cheating. Yes. They're the men are finding women to cheat with. So clearly there are a lot of women out there to pick from as well, who are uh, ready to, uh, ready to cheat woman's intuition, the seventh sense that is still a mystery. Yeah, you're right. But women do have quite, uh, an intuition when it comes to that and they can feel something is off. And then when they, if they want, because sometimes some women feel something is off, but they don't want to dig because they don't want to find out. And then if they find out they're gonna have to do something about it. So they kind of ignore it or avoid it or are in some form of denial. But if they, if they sniff it out and they start looking, then absolutely 
oftentimes they do find something there. Somebody wants to know, <clears throat> does groping include only vagina and boobs or can it include any other part of the body? Well, I don't know what you mean by groping. It's Groping to me is when somebody touches you without your permission or it's not within a, uh, like you're, you're flirt, flirting with somebody, let's say, or it's back and forth and somebody reaches out, touches your hand or your arm or whatever. Uh, that's, that's fine. But to me, groping is grabbing somebody. However, you, whether you grab their butt, usually we talk about some area that is sexual, I suppose, uh, butt, uh, vagina, breasts, whatever it is. Groping is touching to me without, um, without permission. And in the context of a marriage, it's a little bit different. It's like, I'm groping you. And what I hear as a way to maybe interest you in sex, but what I hear from women is they do, that is not for them a good way to, as an invitation to, uh, to be, uh, sexual. Maybe it works for some, but certainly not for all more of your questions uh, coming up. Plus I'm going to tell you about a free, uh, seminar that you can, uh, you can participate in on sexuality. Uh a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. This is Trouble Tuesdays. Send in your questions tonight or your comments at 514-800. So I want to tell you about an event that's happening. It's out of the U.S. It's a colleague of mine by the name of Sherry Winston, but I just got it in my inbox and I told her, I said I would share it because anybody, now that everything is virtual, hey, we can take advantage of this. Uh, on October 24th, it's called the Happy Healthy Sexy Marriage, a free one-day online forum featuring interviews with nine experts in the field of relationship, happiness, and intimacy. Uh, it looks great. It's, you'll be talking about, uh, you'll be learning specific communication skills to help you and your partner actually understand each other, helpful coping mechanisms to handle life's curveballs, uh, tips and tricks to spice up the bedroom and connect on a much deeper level than before and much more. This is a, a, a one day forum, August, uh, I mean, August, October 24th. I, I think that's Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, Saturday. Uh, so this is a great opportunity. So write down this website and I want you to go there and get the information. The website is intimate arts center, C N T E R.com intimate arts center.com, a free one day telesummit to fire up your, um, relationships. I think that would be awesome if you uh, could take part in that and if you've got some free time and you want to learn a thing or two. Uh, on cheating, this texter writes in, I cheated, lost my partner of 24 years. Dumbest thing I ever did in my life. Thank you for sharing that and I'm, I feel sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that you weren't able to rebuild your relationship after that, but 
Some couples do. Some couples, unfortunately, don't make it uh, through those mistakes, right? Thank you, Dr. Lori, for your educational stories about life and spiritual stuff. You're very important to all of us Anglo-Montrealers. That's so nice. Thank you. I so appreciate that. And here's an interesting question or a little dilemma. Maybe people can tune in, can weigh in on this. Hi, Dr. Lori. How do I get my boyfriend to trim his toenails without coming right out and telling him? I don't want to tell him what to do and I don't want to mommy him, but I honestly don't like it. He likes reverse cowgirl, so woman on top facing the feet. And because that is my view, it's all I can think of at the time. Uh, at other... Uh, at other times, it's just not attractive. Listen, if that's your view and that is turning you off, that's it's going to be hard to get the pleasure that you want to in that position. I don't think there's anything wrong with coming right out and saying, not that it's unattractive, but hey, your toenails are, uh, you know, I got cut once or they're a little long. Do you think we can trim them? I can help you if you can't reach or whatever it is. But uh, to me, I would come right out and say, I think you need to trim your toenails. Just, you know, or wear socks. I don't know one, one or the other, but like if he had a long fingernail and was putting his finger inside of you and cutting you, you would tell him to trim his fingernails. So you can tell him to trim his toenails in, in, in the same, in the same way. You can say, I keep fearing that I'm going to get cut by your toenails. Could, could we, you know, how about keeping them, them short? That's how I like them. Or this texture says, I like this. You should offer to give him a pedicure and cut his nails yourself. So that's also a nice idea where you can say, you know what? Let me pamper your feet. Let's take turns pampering each other's feet and turn it into a game or something that you each do for each other. Get him to soak his feet and massage them with cream and get one of those, like do a, like a pedicure, pedicure on him without the nail polish and then trim those nails. And it can, you can turn it into something a little, uh, sexy. Why not? I beg my wife to trim my toenails. She won't dare. God forbid. (laughs) Well, some people get a little, you know, not, they're not too crazy about other people's toes or nails or whatever. Another one says, while you are in reverse cowgirl, lean over with the clippers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another text. So I tried to stay together with a girl that cheated on me. Impossible. Forget about it. I never trusted her again. It's very difficult. You are absolutely right. Most of the people that I see where this has happened are married folks. So they've, they have invested um, many, many years together, have families together and things like that. Those people are more likely, I think, to try and, and repair something. But when it's someone you've been dating, um, and maybe you have not married or have not lived with, it, it might just be easier to walk away than to invest in trying to rebuild something because, rebuilding that trust is really, really difficult. <laughs> Texter writes it, ugh, I would not clip someone's toenails. I'm telling you, some people have that whole ick factor, right? When it comes to, uh, to toenails. Listen, I, 
I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of feet either, but <laughs> some people, uh, some people are okay with it. So it might be something you can do. Hello doc. I still play rock and every week at my community center for people with mental problems. We say mental illness. Last week I had all the caseworkers dancing to La Bamba and we are the champions. And the weird thing is these caseworkers are supposed to be working, tending to the clients, not dancing around. It was hilarious. Vive la joie de vivre. Yes, but even within a work environment, having levity, like having a, a space, a time, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes where you can dance around, let loose, laugh, Play is important for our sanity as well, especially people who are in the thick of it and are the, the, the primary, um, on the, on the front lines. That's, that's a tough, tough place to be. And you're seeing a whole lot of anxiety and it's really hard not to let that, uh, get absorbed by being a caregiver or, or being a frontline worker. So you need to like, you know, get your yayas out a little bit like that. I have children and trust me, the worst thing you can do is cut their skin because they'll never let you do it again. Well, hopefully as an adult male, he's got thick skin near his uh, feet, which as we get older, of course, you know that we, we develop calluses and such by having walked on our feet for uh for so long so i'm i don't think that that will be so much of a of a problem uh 514-800 if you want to text in any uh, questions or comments you can call in at 514-790-0800 now, Dr. Laurie, I was never a big fan of shaving, and I remember in the past you mentioned that hair will come back. Of course, my prediction, I, I'm not sure if it will or won't, but now not only do I see pubic hair, but also armpit hair in new porn. Do you think hair is back or just the porn? I'll tell you what I think when it comes to hair or uh, pubic styles or things like that. It is dictated by porn. It wasn't until porn stars started taking it all off that then everybody else did. It, it really, they are kind of the, uh, they create the trends for genital, uh, do we call it genital beauty, genital grooming or what have you, I think began in porn and not the other way around. So when the porn industry starts to say yes to hair, you're going to see far more people who say yes to, uh, to pubic hair. Now there's a lot of people, a lot of women who are saying, I'm not shaving anymore. Or, you know, the, I don't want to say that it's necessarily a feminist thing, but it's like, why do I have to to do this for whom I'm okay with hair into my armpits? This is how I was born too bad. So sad. This is what I want. And some men are fine with it and whatever. It's a, it's a very, very personal uh, choice, just like playboy did back in the day. Yes. Back in the day. And, and sure playboy was big in uh, popular culture. So anything that, uh, influences our culture, especially things that are widely, widely viewed are going to have an impact in, in, uh, in that area. 
but everybody should know by now grooming is good because you don't smell as much. Well, you don't sweat as much. So if the sweating can cause some musty odors, yes, there is a a possibility there. Another texter, I find hair on vagina sexy. Nice trim. I have a girlfriend who has it in the shape of a uh, heart. Uh, yes, and you can you can have fun with that, and it can be all kinds of shapes, of course, so that's a, a possibility. Coming up, our stupid sex story of the day, plus uh, more of your comments, questions, which you can send in by text at 514-800. Right now, let's turn it over to the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesday tonight on the program. Uh, here to answer your questions, 514-800. So here's your stupid sex story of the day. Some people just do stupid things. That's really what it's about. A woman was allegedly shot dead by her lover in a sex game gone wrong after the pair played with a loaded gun. How can, how stupid can people be? Uh, This guy, 23, told police that he and his 24-year-old girlfriend had been using the pistol for sexual gratification and arousal. It is said he accidentally shot the victim who had been dating, who he had been dating for two weeks at his home. This happened in Florida. He reportedly told police that he was on the edge of his bed and she was between his legs when the sus- when the suspected accident happened. He said both of them rubbed his nine millimeter Taurus pistol over each other's bodies before he accidentally pulled the trigger. The suspect who was arrested for manslaughter then screamed for his parents to come upstairs and helped him. She uh, had a serious chest wound, was rushed to the hospital, and later died. He told the authorities that both of them were under the influence of drugs at the time of the shooting. The shooter speculated that his lover had inadvertently turned off the safety catch while playing with the slide of his gun. However, officers were not convinced by this theory as the switch is hard to accidentally Move. They searched the guy's room and found a bullet, a casing, and a hole in a TV, which would have been behind where she was located during the shooting. Crazy. Someone says, things like this only happen in Florida, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, usually in the United States of America, where guns are, there are more guns than people, I think. Absolutely. Uh, Tell me, psychologically, wouldn't it help everyone if they just stopped the ridiculous time change thing? The kids could play outside longer after school with daylight. Yes, more daylight is better for us psychologically. There's no question about it that what happens to many people uh, around this time when it starts to get dark and certainly far worse, when is time change? Is it this weekend? I, I always forget when that happens actually. Uh, and then, you know, and then it starts to get dark at what, four o'clock or something like that. And people suffer, uh, from seasonal affective disorder. That is a true, uh, real deal condition that so many people have. They don't feel as good in the winter months because they lack the sunshine. So, that would be one thing, and maybe 
aren't they talking about that uh, to to stop doing this this change anyway uh, what you can do though and it doesn't help the kids play longer outside but it can help seasonal affective disorder is getting a full spectrum light uh, they I bought mine at Costco a while back but I think they sell them pharmacies have them and they are basically uh, lights that you it's like on a stand whatever and you put you sit in front of it for half an hour like just when you're getting ready whether it's when you're putting on your makeup having breakfast whatever it is just to give you that dose of albeit fake sunshine but it 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 does help the brain it's all about the brain right Uh, taking vitamin d we're all vitamin d deficient also in in these winter months so these are things that you uh you can uh, certainly talk about that OMG, why were the bullets inside the gun? Uh, good question. Why was the gun loaded? Absolutely. Idiots, why not take a stick of dynamite, put a condom over it, put it in her, light the fuse, and bang her? <laughs> oi. <laughs> That's all I can say is oi. Gee. All right. This text, uh, this email, actually, uh, this is a follow up. So if you've been listening regularly, you'll you'll understand the evolution of this, um, this story Just to tell you my adopted grandma broke into tears when her daughter walked through my door. I'm so happy for her. When her mom went to bed around 10, we spoke until 2 AM. Her and her husband want to do something for me for all I have done for her mom. So this is somebody who basically adopted an elderly person living in her, uh, in her neighborhood and has been visiting her and she's been staying with her and, and that she has, this is like a, a true, the true meaning of somebody being an angel, really. Uh, I told her the greatest gift I could have I already received, your mom. Told her how much I love her company, and then she said something that took me to tears. Told me, Mackie, you are part of our family now. I love you like a sister. Something very positive and beautiful has come out of this COVID for me, and I have you taught you to thank for it. Well, you did the work. Thank you very much. We just started talking about how to reach out uh, to those in need. And this particular elderly person, her uh, daughter lives out of town. So really she's quite um, alone. And this woman took her under her wing and uh, is looking over her and, and they developed a beautiful, beautiful friendship. So good things like that could come of bad situations. And I, I love that you keep us to date on that and that like my heart goes out to you really. And, uh, I'm just, it just warms me so much when I hear these beautiful, beautiful stories of kindness and compassion, which as you know, in this crazy world, we need so much of that. And every time I turn on the news, I have to stop doing that. I have become a bit of a news junkie. <laughs> I really shouldn't because I have nightmares. Um, but when I, I don't know, I'm not going to get political. I don't want, I, I don't want to piss anybody off at this point. All I can tell you is it gives me nightmares when I think of people who are lacking so much in empathy and compassion that it, it inside I'm screaming. I'm just screaming inside. Dear Lori, I have learned so much from your program during the year. Now I need to ask you a question. I'm 27 years old and three of the last guys I met like to include water sports as part of lovemaking. 
is this safe or even normal? So I did promise that we're going to do a full uh, show on people who like water sports, otherwise known as Euro, like Euro play, Europhilia, or I'm assuming that's what you are talking about is, is urination. Now, are you sure they like, what do they want you to do? These guys that you met, like it's making it sound like this is such a common thing. I know that men enjoy, and especially because in porn, they see a lot of um, female ejaculation and there's usually lots of liquid. A lot of it is fake, by the way, fake, fake, fake. But uh, this somehow gets some men really turned on. And so that's that may be what they're after is to get a woman to have that kind of geyser-like response, right? And with an orgasm makes them feel good. Look at, look what I can do. Uh, that kind of thing. I'm wondering if that's what they're after or if they truly want you to pee on them. So let me know what, which one is it? Because I'm, I'm just, um, I'm curious actually. You've got to stop blaming porn on everything. People are just weird sometimes. They don't need porn all the time. No, but listen, when you look at the percentage of people who watch it and how many people watch every single day, I'm not blaming, but they get a lot of ideas from that as well and discover things that uh, that turn them on. More of your questions answered uh, coming right up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Last couple of minutes here to get your questions or comments in. So the water sports uh, texter wrote back, two wanted me to pee on them and one wanted me to pee in his mouth. So peeing in somebody's mouth is not safe. It, it Urine can contain bacteria if there's bacteria in your system. So that's not really the smart Thing to do. Plus, it's well. Um, anyway, that's me being judgy about that. But uh, okay, uh, like that seems like three out of you know three of the last guys that wanted this. I don't know. Has any other woman experienced this? One texter writes in. Forget what the man likes. If you do not do not do it. So if you're uncomfortable doing that, the, the, the ones about being peed on, if, if that's their thing and that gets them off and you're good with it, fine. But it, you may not be good with it and that's also fine. And you're allowed to have absolutely your uh, limits. In terms of peeing in the mouth, that's, to me, that's just not safe. That's just not, that's potentially uh, something that is uh, not safe. So um, you might want to say, nah, I don't want to do that. I've been on a girlfriend or two in the shower, but it was to be funny. And one, I think, liked it. So, you, you know, it it's if you've peed on a girlfriend in the shower, like that's the shower. It's a little bit, it's a, a, a different uh, situation. A uh, text writes in, and anything to do with caca is even worse. Yeah, coprophilia is what we call that. And um, yeah, that's that's really unsanitary, like super unsanitary. And 
you got to wonder, like, what is that about? I've only met in my entire career, I think, one one man, one coprophiliac. And uh, believe me, he didn't have a partner that would share in that. That was uh, (laughs) very, very uh, disturbing to uh, the partner who discovered this later in uh, in their relationship. And as you can imagine, it it broke uh, them up. I don't think she could get uh, past that. Good evening, Dr. Lori. Your Friday show just ended and we usually enjoy it and the topics are interesting, but if you do not mind me saying so, your show is only one hour and too many subjects. My husband and I would have liked to hear comments from listeners about being with a partner more now than ever. We are having that in-your-face issue here. We love Trouble Tuesdays, The Ladies Show, The Baby Boomer Show, and usually anything goes Fridays. Next Friday, can you please revisit the couples 24-7 topic? We would like to hear how other couples are handling it. So um, maybe people want to weigh in right here, right now. Uh, how, how are you handling being with your partner uh, 24-7. I think that's a reality for a lot of people where two people are working from home. I know for myself, I like to take my time. I mean, I work in a different part of the house and, and you know, every once in a while, uh, go up, say hello, uh, hug, a kiss, uh, maybe have lunch together and, and then separate again. Uh, so, and, and that, that certainly works. But what happens when you uh, don't have separate floors and you're in a, uh, a smaller apartment? It's certainly far, far more uh, challenging. So making sure you go out and, and have uh, take a little bit of exercise, go out for a walk, get some fresh air, and be able to say, look, I, I, I just need a bit of me time. There's nothing wrong with asking for me time, asking for space, for either partner, asking for space doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. It just means I want to be alone. And there's really nothing wrong with that. I've said that recently. I think your show should be at least two hours without question. Uh, Thanks, JD. But that would be probably a lot of work on my part to do that every night. And I could. Listen, I've done two-hour shows before. It's, you know... But the powers that be, what are you going to do? This is this is our lineup. This is how it's been for 22 years now. So I'm good with it. I'm good with it. But hey, if there are topics you want me to spend more time on, topics that have interested you, please let me know. You can send me an email to laurie at drlaurie.com. You can text me here at 514-800. I'm more than happy to address specific uh, topics or things uh, that you would, uh, that you'd like me to do. Oh, we got a poem. Okay. Uh, Doing everything she can, regardless of who you are, loving every minute, always a guiding star, understanding care and compassion, revitalizing our very souls, illuminating our hearts and minds, educating to reach our goal. Take the first letter from every line above. You will discover a new meaning of the term community love. And it spells, yeah, quickly, it spells Dr. Lori. (laughs) Thank you. Very, uh, very creative on your part, passion poet. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I pretty much, I look up at my wife 
is watching the show and I do a lot of cooking. She does a lot of cleaning, not a lot of contact, but enough. So I think the contact part is important, right? To be able to kind of say to a partner, I'm here. Uh, here's a quick, a quick peck. I just want to tell you, you know, it, it's okay. Like you, we should have those little bits of affection. That's different than being in your face with somebody and constantly being on top of one another, because that doesn't really mean being together, right? You want to separate what it is to have quality time together and what it is just to be in uh, the same house together. They're, they're two different things. So you still, even though you're with each other 24 seven, you still have to put time aside to be able to have a date like, Oh, let's, uh, you know, let's make a really nice dinner tonight and have dinner by candlelight together. And then maybe we'll watch a movie and like, you still have to make some efforts into doing something a little bit different or say, Hey, tonight let's, let's make it a game night or whatever, something that you set up so that you, uh, can just have a little bit of, uh, fun together. My wife and I love each other very much and we still liking, like hanging with each other. I think most people, it's not because they don't like their partner or don't like hanging out with their partner, but think about it. When you're at work, you're gone for eight hours plus, right? During the day, there's a, a looking, you kind of start looking forward to coming home and hanging out and, oh yeah, I get to be, you know, hang out with my, my partner and, and what have you. So we, you kind of lose that bit of excitement. It's like, oh yeah, there he is again. Okay. There, you know, it's like, he's always there. (laughs) There's none of that separation, uh, which is good. It's good for us. Right. Anyway, this will end this too shall pass let's all be patient let's be here for one another it's okay you can bitch and complain and and what have you but remember that this is temporary this is temporary all right thank you all for spending your evening with me as you know i always always appreciate your comments and your questions your letters your thoughts all of that thank you so much Thanks to our technical producer, Dave Simon, as well. If you want to connect with me on social media, it's at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O is how you spell my last name, or you can go through my website, drlori.com, where you will find uh, podcasts of all past shows uh, as well, and or else you can just check out the iHeartRadio app and go to the CJD page, and you will find our shows there as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.